having previously discussed kiddish clubs, what can you actually experience in any of these different kiddish clubs? That's something we're going to be discussing here on the 125th episode of the Jewish Shrinking Show, bringing Lachaim to life. Welcome, everybody. I'm very excited. I am your host, Rabbi Drew Kaplan, and I'm very excited to welcome first-time guest of the show, Ehud Zinar, known better as Udi Zinar, and he is a relationship and personal coach, a spiritual mentor, and a public speaker, born and raised in Israel, educated as a software engineer in the U.S., and he is also a presenter with more than 20 years in business development, which brings us to how Udi, well, first of all, welcome, Udi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So that brings us to our topic as a traveling businessman that presumably brings you many different places, which brings us to our topic of Kiddush Clubs. Now, we've previously done, uh, for listeners out there may know that we have done a Kiddush Club episode before, an introduction, sort of giving people a sense of what it is. And then, Udi, you have, in your travels, you have experienced, you could basically give us a sort of a an ethnographic, a, sort of a um, anthropological description of a variety of kiddish clubs that you have experienced, you've been to. And so, I mean, especially for listeners who may not really have experienced either kiddish club at all, but even some who may have experienced one or two, but, you know, hopefully you can provide us with a broader sense of what's out there when it comes to kiddish clubs. So how did you I, I don't know. I mean, how did you, what has been the range? Let me start off that way. What has been the range of experiences of your visiting various kiddish clubs? Actually, it's a good question. I, but before anything, yes, um, I was introduced to uh, kiddish clubs. Actually the first time um, I'm trying to think about the first time I was introduced to the kiddish club. I cannot remember the first one, but I mean the first time, but um, it kind of came to me as a social thing you Mm -hmm. know people like socializing in kiddush club um i mean obviously um, a lot of shuls have a kiddush after davening but kiddush Mm -hmm. club is a more intimate experience Mm -hmm. um you know between like a few guys that are like into it you have a lachayim you know Mm -hmm. grab a bite and then then you know you know they do that in in the middle of daftar so basically they're back in shul right afterwards so actually speaking of introduced to kiddush clubs had this been uh, something you would experience in israel or was only in your traveling abroad i never i've never seen it in israel since the first time i have you know i was introduced to a kiddush club in north america Mm -hmm. now they started doing stuff like this in israel i mean obviously a lot of israelis travel a lot of them were in shlichut were in, in communities Mm-hmm. And they kind of like the idea. So, uh, yeah. and also there are a lot of North Americans who are living in Israel, and they kind of introduce the the you know the so, that gathering social thing, mm-hmm. um, social concept to uh, Israel. So yeah. before anything, it's a social thing. Now, mm-hmm. as far as the range, well, I would say all the way to one end of the spectrum was. Um, a very quick lachaim in, in, in the kitchen of the shul, or mm-hmm. even like you know outside the back door, a small table with just a couple of crackers and and some herring. Yep, and that's probably the most modest one I've been to. Hmm. Yeah. All the way to almost like a full blown meal. Hmm. Like you know, I was in a kiddush club where, um, 
the members like raise, there is a guy that raises money throughout the whole week. Wow. And and they have like a room where they sit there, 25 guys with all kinds of varieties of good guys like Johnny and Walker and Jack and Daniel, even a lot of good guys sitting <laughs> there like on the table ready to be um, uh, consumed and be part of the thing, mm -hmm. including lots of lots of different foods. Mm. At a certain point, the rabbi in that shul thought it wasn't appropriate enough, so he banned um, warm food, like heated food, just, you know, just cold cuts and, you know. <laughs> so warm, food, warm food. foods crossed the line. That was too much. <laughs> yeah, for the rabbi at a certain point. But, yeah. you know, but, but the thing is, what I like the most about this Kiddush club, first, yeah. they come... The re I mean, all of them, and they sit down, they say Kiddush, mm -hmm. um, they say Dvar Torah mm. very sincerely, yeah. and the guy that raises money throughout the week for the food, yeah. the money that, the money that you know, is kind of left over after buying all the food and the liquor, mm -hmm. he gives it to the youth program in the shul. Oh, that's a nice so model. It's also, it also a good thing in a way of contributing Mm -hmm. to the youth program of the shul yeah that's a, you know that's another side effect that is very positive well, that's really lovely how i mean i imagine having someone arrange throughout the week to collect funds is more of a more of an anomaly i imagine that's a minority amongst kiddish clubs i suspect most of them are more informal like you mentioned a few guys maybe gathering in a kitchen with uh cold cuts and some crackers and a, a scotch or a bourbon that's pr that's probably more typical right that's more typical but i think that more and more those who uh those who like like it and appreciate the social concept mm -hmm. they they want to see it like a I mean, they don't want to listen. You do it in the kitchen, right on the stainless steel top, you know, over there, and we just, you know, couple time. It feels like we're doing it in hiding, and they yes. say it's a positive social thing. Mm -hmm. Why don't we do it like a little more proper, you know, at the table with within a little bit more than just you know a little a bite or two. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how they feel about it. Yeah, but I gotta tell you that the controversy. Against Kiddush Club, mm -hmm. uh, basically has two arguments. Mm -hmm. And I, I would like to bring up the controversy against it. I mean, obviously, Absolutely. before we're going to say. So the first thing is that they leave the show in the middle of the Aftar and, they, and they, you know, it, it feels like not right getting out of the show. Mm -hmm. While um, my feeling is that those who do that are not likely to sit tight in the show in the middle of the hour anyways. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> and, and, no, I'm saying I, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just trying to think about the personalities mm. and for certain people, the social gathering in the show mm -hmm. is very important in their part of like being part of the show, being part of the community, Avodat Hashem. Mm -hmm. you know, something that they see though. That's, that's one argument that is against it. I don't think, um, I don't think it's like positive to leave the shul in the middle of davening. But I don't think also they're doing it because of like uh, negative reasons. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Second yeah. thing, in a lot of communities where you know where I visited and spoke, the issue of the kiddush club 
was um, basically alcoholism. And people mm. said, oh, it's like, it like encourages people to drink. And I said like this, a person who is like, you know, alcoholist, mm -hmm. they would drink anyways. They mm -hmm. don't need the Kiddush Club in order to drink. And more so, mm. people yeah. who are addicted to alcohol tend to drink alone. Mm. I mean, they kind of hide. They know it's an addiction, so they hide it. They try to hide it. Mm. So if it comes to the Kiddush Club to grab just a little sip, that's not going to make a difference. And those yeah. who normally participate in Kiddush Clubs are not like that. I think that in that sense, Kiddush Club is, a, is controlled drinking because, you know, it's like the same guys. They know each other mm. and they know they're not, they know, they know they're not going to cross the line. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's, it's more controlled. So, People are watching out for each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm. I'm sure there, there are like instances where somebody does cross the line. Yes, probably. But I, I wouldn't blame the Kiddush Club for that. I would have blamed like maybe the guy. I would have blamed his drinking behavior. Maybe he has a drinking problem. But it's not like the Kiddush Club created that. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this episode. So far, hearing a little bit more about Kiddush Clubs and speaking about having a good time and perhaps even being silly. Here's a sneak peek into next week's episode. The next Mishnah mm -hmm. is, a, uh, is a parody of, of the beginning of Brachot. Me'ematai matchilim lishtot bafurim, beherev shemesh, debeirav shakran, veravyena amru, mitzeta kokavim, right? So it's mm -hmm. like the beginning of, of, you know, when do you recite the Shema? I hope you enjoyed a sneak peek into next week's episode. Now back into this episode with Hootie. On the positive side, when I lived in America, that was many, many years ago, I think in Orthodox shuls, maybe 90%, 95% were Shomer Shabbos. People who were not Shomer Shabbos didn't show up in, in Orthodox shuls. Hmm. And in the past uh, 30, 40 years, uh, there has been a transition in which Orthodox shuls realized that, that Torah belongs to everybody and davening belongs to everybody. And they hmm. opened up. And mm. I visit a lot of shuls today where in some of them, maybe 70% not Shomer Shabbos, some of them, you know, 40%. Mm -hmm. And if what brings that person to shul is that social concept, mm -hmm. be it. Mm. And I've, I've met many, many people who started that way in an Orthodox community. And slowly but surely, they like the atmosphere. They like the social idea. Mm. and they put their kids in Orthodox uh, sh uh, schools, mm -hmm. and they became part of the community. Wow. So I think um, the Judaism in our you know, reality today and, and understanding the reality of North America, knowing that on Saturday morning, people who are not part of the shul concept have a lot of options where to be, mm. starting with the mall, ending with the beach, Mm -hmm. If we provide them some encouragement to show up at the shul, why not? I know a lot of Chabad places where I spoke, and, and Ol Shlehim told me the same exact thing, <laughs> that most of the crowd started coming to shul because of the Kiddush, not the Kiddush club, the Kiddush afterwards, and the mm -hmm. Fabregan, and they were sitting and eating mm -hmm. a free meal, and the kids were playing, everybody was having a good time. <laughs> Slowly but surely, they became part of the community. And... Mm -hmm. You know, the Mishnah says, You gotta lure him in. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta give him 
a point of attraction where they can feel part of the community. Mm-hmm. And I think in that sense, the Kiddush Club uh, does provide it to a cer- certain amount of people. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not replacing the main Kiddush afterwards, but if anybody watches, you know, and I, you know, in what I do and what I like, you know, I observe people and I learn mm-hmm. people and the behavior and, you know, that kind of stuff. In I watch people at the Kiddush. It's a social gathering. It's not about the food. They all mm-hmm. go home, then they lunch. There is food. Yeah. But it's about the social gathering. And that's important, you know, creating some mm-hmm. bonding, you know, meeting other people. And and I think that serves the community in a very positive way. Mm. There was one Kiddush club that I uh, was part of when I visited that community where they they go to the Ashkama Minion, the early Minion, uh, so mm-hmm. instead of doing it like in the middle of Davenik, they do it quickly. They have to clear the room for the other minion. So they go to one of the guy's house. So while his wife and his children go to the second minion, you know, six, four, six guys, you know, sit. They have their own kiddish. They say mm-hmm. a few words. Mm-hmm. They had some, you know, they had some trolling, whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. and so they formed their own uh, kiddish club in a way. And I think. I think it's great. It's a lot of fun. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying the show. I want to break in. If you are enjoying this content, if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy other content I publish here with whether the Jewish Drinking Show or JewishDrinking.com, it's not just a website. It's not just the internet. I also exist in real life. I've spoken here in Southwest Ohio as well as just the other month out of town in a couple of different places, both Midwest, East Coast. I'm happy to actually bring Jewish drinking content to you, whether a JCC, synagogue, Jewish organization, you don't even have to be a Jewish organization. You want to pay me? You want to have me bring insightful and lively content your way? Happy to do so. You can feel free to reach out to me at drew at jewishdrinking.com and we can see how we can bring the to life. All right, now back into the show. Although I'm going to ask about the drinks in just a moment. We touched a little bit on the food. You mentioned earlier that incident where that shul had a kiddish club with warm foods. And the rabbi said, that's too much. Just stick to cold cuts or whatever. What's the variety of food been at kiddish clubs that you have seen? As far as before anything, you know, mm. herring. You know, got to have herring and crackers. Mm. You know, the flatbread or crackers, that's for sure. I mean, I don't think I've ever been to a kiddish club where they had no herring and, and crackers. I mean, that's uh, like, I mean, that's the most essential. That's the most essential that I've seen. I, I, mean, I think I think that would be min hamuvchar as a minimum. But I've seen I've I've seen, I mean, look, the Kiddush Club I typically go to, they have they'll have maybe some white fish and tuna fish and or maybe some liver. So there's something to put on the crackers at least. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But I'm saying like herring, herring is like. Par excellence. Is the, the prominent, prominent yeah. member of the concept. Like uh-huh. that's, that has to be there. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, it goes so smoothly with scotch. So how could you not mm-hmm. have herring? Yeah. But, but yeah, some. No, no, some, this, this conversation is inspiring me to bring herring to my kiddish club. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, I live in Israel and I, I'm Yemenite. I go to Yemenite Shul. Yeah. And um, after COVID, uh, like you know, we started going back to show, but still they had to put masks in the show. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like the fact that put on a mask. So I I daven outside, you know, mm-hmm. on the porch. Yeah, and there were like three guys with me, mm-hmm. and who didn't want to go in. 
-hmm. And as davening went on, and I, I was telling them that those Yemenite people, they don't know the knee from their elbow. They, they're missing on the social idea of the show. Mm -hmm. And um, I go to America very often and I love mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So one of the guys tell me, oh, I come from Nebrak and, and they have kiddishes all the time. And then another guy <laughs> said, oh, he, he, was, uh, he was in the embassy in, in Bulgaria like on security, some job. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, yeah, well, I used to do that all the time. So I said, why don't you guys, you know, why don't we like form such a thing? Yeah. Sure enough, following morning, we had some uh, tuna fish salad and crackers and mm -hmm. scotch. And, and and now it became, uh, it's not a Kiddush club, but every Shabbos, you know, in the, that Yaman show, we have a Kiddush. <laughs> and sometimes with Cholin, sometimes just cold cuts and crackers and herring. And they love it. That's lovely. And if That's people lovely. don't know, like Yemenite people and, 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 and herring, just, you know, doesn't really go together. I mean, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it doesn't go together. It mm -hmm. flies. <laughs> it's just, it's beautiful. It's great. Mm, that's lovely. So, all right. So herring is a, is a staple of Kiddush clubs, along with crackers as, as sort of a bare minimum. What? And you mentioned yeah. some having cholents. I imagine that's more of a rarity. I mean, what has been a variety of foods? Imagine again, uh, it might just be Cholent simply you go from crackers and maybe herring or something to put on the crackers to maybe a multiple Cholent sort of Kiddush club, right? It, uh, on Kiddush clubs, they try not to push it. Besides the one that I told you that they like, basically, it's like a meal. Mm -hmm. um, that one is, I would definitely put it at the very top. I told you that's all mm -hmm. the way top on the very top end of the spectrum yeah um they try not to overdo it because they do it in the middle of tar they have to go back to the show mm -hmm. if they do take trolling if they, there is trolling for the kiddush afterwards they might take a small ball so they can munch uh -huh. on it just a little bit mm -hmm. but when, when it's a kiddush club i think they're all aware it's not the main thing it's you know it's not the yeah. main thing there's going to be a kiddush afterward right so they really keep it for the social idea interesting i mean it sounds like there's both a first of all what you were mentioning there's going to be kiddush anyways afterwards a main kiddush followed then by lunch so people aren't really there for this the food is not the focus and it sounds also like if you get too big it becomes a bit of an issue and it certainly you know, I, it sounds like kiddush clubs part of part of the thing is not to become too big otherwise it draws attention whether from the rabbi congregants and you want to have something modest right something that's enough but you still have kiddush and lunch later, right? Yeah, absolutely. More mm -hmm. so, it's also about the liquor. Yes. Because, All right. So uh, I, I was. The, I, I, the we're, guys, we're here for that. The, this is uh, the Jewish drinking show. We have to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the guys at the kiddush club, mm -hmm. sometimes you know, they bring like they choose their own liquor. Mm -hmm. So. Let's say somebody um, sponsors a kiddish afterwards. Mm -hmm. So they might, and th there's always good scotch. I mean, I haven't seen like bad scotch, you know, or mm -hmm. bourbon or whatever. But mm -hmm. but on, at the kiddish club, it will be like one level up normally. Mm. When one of them would bring like a good bottle, mm. something, you know, they like it. And it's like, you know, that's our thing, you know. Mm. I'm not saying that they hide the bottle, then it's gonna show up at the main kiddish, but 
I'm saying it's like more of that's intimate. That's something mm. that we do just, you know, the few guys that do it. Hmm. I remember nice. I was once at a community where I spoke and, and then the, they told me, I thought the guy were, you know, hosted me. I said, where were you? So I went to Israel. Why didn't he tell me? He said, you were a guest. <laughs> you know, you were a guest. I mean, you're going to leave the show. Like, you know, I said, oh, you know what? So I missed it. I don't know what they, what they had over there, but I missed it. <laughs> And you keep mentioning scotch. I suspect scotch is sort of the predominant beverage uh, featured at these kiddish clubs, maybe sometimes bourbon. Have you seen also non-whiskey products, any tequilas, mezcals, beer, or is it pretty much typically whiskeys, sometimes maybe even wine? It, it really is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, in, in the Northeast, mm-hmm. in the Northeast, um, it would be probably... Um, by far, single malt whiskey. Mm. Um, for the south, um, I met I met a lot of places where they have bourbon mm-hmm. as you know, um, yeah. mid Atlantic, mm-hmm. southeast. You know, sometimes in Florida, good bourbon, yes. Mm. Uh, but also single malt. The old fancy is obviously in Canada. It's a single malt whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be loyal to the Crown Royal. Which is a Canadian <laughs> blend, but it's it's yeah. good quality whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, in some places, yeah, I've seen tequila. It's not it's not though the main player. Mm-hmm. It really, if somebody likes it, it brings a bottle. But mm. um, I think in North America, by far, it's it's single malt whiskey. Mm. Nice. I wanted to break in really briefly. I'm Rabbi Drew, your host and founder of JewishDrinking.com. Turns out, as of this fall, the IRS has recognized Jewish Drinking as a 501c3 organization. You are always welcome to make donations. If you have any questions how to do so, you can check out the website or even simply email me at drew at jewishdrinking.com. Thank you. Now back into the show. I think that uh, probably number one question Mm -hmm. that your listeners uh, probably might want to ask is if I visit a community and I like the concept. Mm-hmm. How do I make sure I'm invited to the kiddush club? Because those guys <laughs> sneak out and they have their own, they have their own like you know secret like bonding, and they know exactly <laughs> when they're leaving. Yeah. And I, I gotta tell you, uh, I don't have an answer to it. That's like mm. an enigma because I mean, if you were a guest, you have to look for it. Right? You know, yeah, I mean, I think I think um, if if you're into it. Yeah, just watch the people. He was getting mm-hmm. up right in the middle, in the beginning of the Aftara. Mm-hmm. And if he's rushing through the door and there's like a couple of guys rushing with him, it's a good chance they're going to the Kiddush Club. So uh, <laughs> in some places, um, they they kind of keep it small and they don't invite other people. Mm-hmm. But at the most part, at the most part, they're very warm and welcome. And I say, oh, well, can I join you? Say, sure, no problem. It's 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 cool. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's a good idea. Basically, it's it's also, I found it, a very good place to start knowing people. Because when mm-hmm. you say, you know, can I join? Say, sure. What are you doing in town? I'm visiting. I'm this and that. Mm-hmm. And this way, you can start, you know, um, making friends with people. Yeah. Um, while, you know, the main kiddish where people are like schmoozing, there is a lot of kids and a lot of noise, mm-hmm. and those people invited those to lunch, and they're, you know, picking up their lunch guests, and this, 
there isn't much time really to get to know new members of the community or even like visitors. So mm-hmm. uh, Kiddush Club is a very kind of intimate, um, uh, you know, gathering in which you can can meet people in the community and, and, and get to know people. Udi, this has been fantastic. This has been insightful. Before we go, is there anything you would like to promote? I think we should have the wisdom to look deep into the future. Mm-hmm. Because I always say that me going to show is no big deal. Mm-hmm. Is how do I make sure the next generation comes to show? The next generation finds it intriguing and interesting and warm and welcoming. If the show doesn't have that atmosphere in the mm-hmm. air, they're gonna feel it. Mm. Now, in in some ways. For them to feel it, if they see that we feel content, you know, coming to show, mm-hmm. and I think that's our that's probably our maybe number one mission as parents, as community leaders, rabbis, um, mm-hmm. you know, presidents of shuls. And I got to tell you, in in many many places where I spoke, the the idea of giving one basically warm welcome. And a, and a very Hamish atmosphere mm-hmm. is an important tool that serves them in terms of growth and pursuit of, of happiness and, mm-hmm. and other positive things in life. And I think we should understand that the shul is not just a place of davening. It's not mm-hmm. just a place of worship. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's really orthodox, conservative, reform. I, I'm not familiar with their environment, but I'm saying generally, mm-hmm. shul should be the kind of centerpiece. I mean, in our daily Jewish life. Mm. And we have to make sure that the kids, I mean, the younger generation sees it that way. Mm-hmm. And the more we embrace um, rituals, gatherings that are social and warm and welcoming it, it's going to keep the younger generation you know within the fold rather than you know look outside for other excitements of any kinds of any sorts mm-hmm. and there's lots of them outside and we have to make sure that our excitement or our um, attraction is way more attracting than what they might find outside mm-hmm. that's that's the idea I would I would want to probably promote. Wonderful. Thank you. That is very fantastic. Well, with that, Udi, thank you so much for everything. This has been great. And L'chaim. L'chaim.